If you could all just stand to your feet with me tonight, something we do at the beginning of every single service is we start with the reading of God's Word. And so if you could, let's welcome Pastor David Edmondson as he comes to read the Word tonight. Amen, amen. Praise the Lord. Come on up. Come on up. We should not be leaving any space at this altar. Fill it, fill it, fill it. Because we're coming expecting God to do great things. Somebody say amen. Are you glad to be in the house of God tonight? At the North Georgia Revival, give him a shout of praise. Amen. Our scripture reading uh, tonight is Psalm 63. We're going to start in verse number one. We want to welcome everybody that's here. If this is your first time or your 98th time, 98 weeks. Come on, that's wonderful. We welcome the ISN Network and everyone who's watching all over the world. Thank you for coming and uh, being with us. Psalm 63, starting in verse 1, says, O God, you are my God. Early will I seek thee. My soul thirsts for thee. My flesh longs for thee in a dry and thirsty land where there is no water. Now let me just real quick give you the premise because it's amazing Pastor Todd chose this scripture today. I was telling our church this morning that the saints of old did not have the privilege that we have of having Holy Spirit with us at all times. Moses and, and Daniel and, and, and Rahab and all the great men and women, they had to endure what they endured just by faith. We now have the presence of God that we can feel, that we can sense, that leads us. So the psalmist was thirsting for what we take uh, for granted, right? We can come to the North Georgia Revival and feel His presence anytime, amen? So this is the premise from which he's crying to the Lord. He said, in a dry and thirsty land where there is no water, I cry to see thy power and thy glory. So as I have seen thee in the sanctuary. Where did he see him? In the house of God. We're going to see him tonight. Somebody say amen. Because thy loving kindness is better than life, my lips will praise thee. Thus will I bless thee while I live, and I will lift up my hands in thy name. Can we do that? Let's just lift up holy hands to him. Let's just tell him we love him. Father, we love you. We honor you. We glorify you. He says, my soul shall be satisfied with the marrow and fatness. My mouth shall praise thee. My joyful lips will praise thee. Come on, let's open our mouth to him. Father, we give you this
singing this song in my car as I was driving down Mall of Georgia Boulevard several years ago. And it was in that moment that the Lord gave me revelation just how much He really loved me. Just how much He really loved me. That this is how it's meant to be. Already approved, already loved. He's already made a way. He's so beautiful in that way that I can just lay back and relax and trust and know he's got it all. He loves me enough to say I've got it all. And I can lay down at his feet and rest and just worship him in the beauty of who he is because he's got all the other stuff just totally under control. What peace that comes in knowing that he shows up when you need it most that he is in me, that he's in you, that we are in him. What truth. Cause this is how it's meant to be, me and you and you and me. I don't have to prove a thing. You already approve of me. Cause this is how it's meant to be. Me and you and you and me. I don't have to prove a thing. You already approve of me. Come on, let's grab that truth tonight. This is how it's meant to be. Me and you and you. 
in one of those moments in this revival. I said we're in a moment. There are certain moments when the king will step in. He's been here for 98 weeks. This is extra special. I tell people all the time, whenever we have a service around the holidays, the Lord seems to take it to the next level. Because you could be anywhere you needed to be tonight, but you have chosen to be in the house of the Lord seeking his face. He honors that. He recognizes that. So Christian, I want us to sing that again right there. Let's love on him. Express yourself to him. Find a place to kneel. Get on your face before the Lord. Sing a love song to Him. Love on Him. Oh, Lord, you're beautiful. Your face is all I see.
the building if you can. Stand if you can all across the building.
Jesus. We recognize that you are here. God, we are so humbled by your presence. I'm so hungry for more. I thank you, Lord, that for 98 weeks you have come and you have met your children and you have kissed us. You have held us. You have rocked us. Lord, you breathed upon us. You cried over us. You encouraged us. You healed us. You've delivered us. You've saved us. You've touched us. You spoke over us. And you would sing over us. Lord, worthy are you. And now we give to you what you have given to us. We laud you. We lift you up. We celebrate you. In this house, all of the churches, Father, they celebrate you tonight. Everybody in the house said amen and amen and amen. Oh my goodness. I don't know, I don't know what to do. Uh, you can't improve on what God has just done. But I'm gonna tell you, in just North Georgia slang, it's gonna get gooder, I promise you. He he is here. This is just the appetizer. This is just the the first course, and God's going to move in this place. Listen, I know most of you are not at work tomorrow, and uh, we're going to uh, give Pastor Marty in a moment all of his liberty. I know you're going to shop tomorrow, but let's just dive into everything that God has for tonight. Those waters to my left and to your right, fire, fire tonight, fire tonight. Oh, I sense it. So greet about 10 people around you as you make your way back to your seats. If you would do that, take just a moment. Get to know someone that's going to be sitting around you for the next little while. to help me welcome my wife Karen as she comes and gives a couple of announcements glory to God in the house amen Christmas is all about celebration and it's all about celebrating Jesus his first advent him coming in the form of man what a what an incredible thing that he came to die for us and as us amen what a great time to celebrate just a few things before 
uh, we continue in our service. Let me mention very quickly, uh, Pastor Todd talked earlier about shopping. Listen, you can do some shopping tonight. Amen. Great stocking stuffer. Great last minute gift. Go by the book table tonight. Pick up uh, his three books. This makes a nice package. But especially the one uh, speaking in tongues. This is the most recent, a great tool that explains very, very clearly uh, the power of the prayer language. And the enemy has to just sit to the side. When you're praying in the spirit, not a thing in the world he can do. Not a thing in the world he can do. He cannot combat that. He may be bring some discouragement or distraction, but you just keep right on going because he cannot do anything about that direct communication to heaven coming right out of you. It is a weapon on your spiritual tool belt. So pick up this book and get to know a little bit more about that. It is available to every believer, every believer. Amen. Also want to mention coming up in January, if you are interested in taking the very first year of Caneo Ministry Training Center, Caneo On Demand will be available coming up in January. Uh, we're putting the final touches on that program right now. So coming up in January, uh, you will be able to enroll for Caneo On Demand. So if you cannot make it to the classroom, your work schedule just won't, won't allow for it. You can't click in live for class when we meet. This may be the way that you can go. So check that out, caneomtc.com, and uh, in, in the next few days or weeks, and you will see uh, where the program will begin to pick up in January. You can enroll in that and work at your own pace. Do Caneo Ministries Training Center at your own pace through Caneo On Demand. And the last thing I want to mention is uh, ladies, don't forget coming up in January, the 17th and the 18th is a North Georgia Revival Women's Conference. Watch this quick video and I'll give you a little bit more detail in just a moment. Conference.com. If you will register, uh, ladies, don't wait on that. It's $20 a person. We need a good, solid headcount so we can prepare. Uh, bring somebody with you. Just make a weekend out of it. And then on that Sunday, of course, the North Georgia Revival will continue. So we will be baptizing Friday, Saturday, and Sunday nights. So ladies, make uh, plans to be with us. You don't want to put that off and not register. So go to NGR Women's Conference com and register today. Welcome Pastor Todd as he comes back this evening. All right, I want you to stand to your feet tonight. What an honor it is to introduce our guest speaker. I'll do that in a moment, but I want to receive an offering this evening uh, to help support the North Georgia Revival. Who is here for the very first time tonight? Raise your hand. All right, golly, thank you so much for being here for the first time. Anybody here from out of the country, raise your hand so I can see it. Anybody here from out of the country? Anybody here from out of the country? Okay, how about from out of state? If you're from out of state, where are you guys from, from over here? Jersey. New Jersey, in the back, in the back on the right corner. Yes. 
Utah, welcome. Yeah. Anybody else right, right over there? I'm sorry, I can't. Florida, all right. Thanks for coming right here. Texas, praise God, right over here. Texas, Michigan, all right. Alabama's going to kill you, but don't worry about that. All right, right here. Yes. Vancouver, Washington. You go. All of you from Vancouver, right there, right here. From Iowa. Anybody else in this section from out of the, out of the uh, state of Georgia? Where else? Right here. Mississippi. Love us some Mississippi. Right here. Kentucky. Wonderful. God's moving in Kentucky. Anybody from over here? Yes, sir. North Carolina. Love it. Maryland. Wow. Thank you so much. Anybody else? Did I miss anybody? Let's let all these folks from out of the state coming to the North Georgia Revival, let them know we appreciate them. My goodness. My goodness. We welcome the ISN Network. There are literally tens of thousands and hundreds of thousands of people watching all over the country right now. We love Sid Roth and his Supernatural uh, Network. We thank God for him being broadcast all over the world, and we appreciate Sid. Would you let the ISN Network and all of their hardworking people know we appreciate them so much? My goodness. Oh, hallelujah. January is a very significant month for us at the North Georgia Revival. Why? Because about a month and a half to two months ago, the Lord spoke to me and he said, Todd, I want you to give all of the offerings on Sunday night to missions. And then he put a figure with that. He said, Todd, I want you to believe for $100,000. And I need you to support my ministries and my mission Aries overseas. And I said, Lord, you know, that's probably about two to three months worth of Sunday night offerings. He said, I know that. But he said, I need you to believe with me and believe me for 100000 I believe him. I don't need you to believe with me. I just need you to be in agreement with me. He's going to do it, but I've never seen God. Listen, I've never seen a check with God's name on it, not one time. God has never handed me $1,000 or $10,000. It's always come through an obedient child, obedient person. So we're going to be believing God in January. Every offering in January will go right toward foreign missions. But between now and then, we need to put some fat on the bones. Come on now, somebody. Talk to me. We've got to put some fat on the bone because we're not going to receive any money in the month of January on Sunday night for the ministry here to help us to put on the North Georgia Revival. It's, it's very expensive every Sunday night. But we're going to trust him. There are some people in this room that can give out of your business. I had one man in the last two weeks give $1,000 to every business that he owns. He owns three businesses. He wrote $3,000, then a personal $1,000. One man gave $4,000. So all those offerings in January is going to do that. But tonight's offering goes to support tonight and then next Sunday and then as much as we can next month as well. So let's give to the Lord. You can give by texting 
It's a very secure way to give. You can give securely that way. You can give uh, those of you that are watching online and around the world on the ISN network. You can give by mailing a check if you feel more comfortable in doing that. Multiple secure ways to give. So let's give tonight. Lift your hands before the Lord. Father, we thank you for the opportunity to sow seed into the kingdom. Lord, this move of God, this move of your spirit has never been about a church. It's never been about growing a church, but it's been about encountering you. And Lord, nearly 12,000 people have been baptized in the last 98 weeks. Lord, they've gone to churches all over Atlanta. They've gone back to their churches around America and around the world. And those communities of faith are never the same. So, Lord Jesus, you know the five churches that are hosting this move of your spirit. It's never about them. And it's never about their church, but about your kingdom. So, Lord Jesus, may you move in this place with complete freedom, with no restraints. We give you the room. We give you the room. Do what you would do, Jesus, if you were here in your flesh and bone body. Do whatever you would like to do. Heal the sick. Open blind eyes. May the crippled walk. May the backslider come home. May the unsaved find you. Do your complete work. Bless the giver tonight as well. In Jesus' name, and everybody said amen and amen, amen. You may be seated. It is my privilege tonight to be able to introduce to you a gentleman that I have known for 26 years now that he got saved at my Baptist church when I was pastoring over in the Gainesville uh, Oakwood, Chestnut Mountain area. He and his lovely wife, Paula Jo, came to a church service, repented of their sin, came to the altar and gave their lives to Christ. And ever since that moment, he's been changed. He's not the same. Shortly thereafter, he surrendered to the call of the ministry. And when we planted one of our first churches, Pastor Marty Derricott, we said, you're going to go be the youth pastor of one of our satellite campuses. And, and he went. He's been on staff here at Christ Fellowship going on seven years now. He was here as the youth pastor, but has recently moved into the office of the executive pastor here at Christ Fellowship. He probably has baptized more people in this past year than any person on the planet. He's baptized over 10,000 people in the last literally year and a half or so. Whether it is at 8.15 when we first get into the water, or whether it's at 4.15 in the morning, when the sanctuary is completely empty, you're as, as fresh at 4.15 in the morning as you are at 8.15 in the evening. I don't know if I've ever met a man that reflects the image of Jesus more than Pastor Marty Derricott. I don't know if I've ever met a man that's humble and as soft and as focused as Pastor Marty Derricott. I honor him tonight. I honor him tonight. I honor him tonight. I honor him tonight. Yeah. I believe Jesus himself is standing and clapping. I believe Jesus himself is standing. And he says to you, my friend, well done. Well done. This is my beloved son, he says. 
Marty Derricott, in whom I am well pleased. Welcome, Pastor Marty, to the platform, the man of God for tonight. disclaimer out 99 weeks ago I got wrecked man and I feel like I leak every day I just Christian my goodness the worship team you know I was sitting over there thinking maybe she should go for child number three because when she comes back the power the anointing the the clarity of hearing the voice of God in her life is so on point. And so, uh, man, I just, I love this house. I love this team. And, and I just, I just feel like I'm supposed to do this. Can I honor the, the men and the women who carry this revival, who host this revival week after week after week? If you're a host pastor, would you stand? Your spouses, would you stand? We honor you. We honor you. We adore you. We adore you. And uh, our family's here tonight. Nieces and nephews, would you jump up real quick and just let them know how beautiful you are, handsome. My brother-in-law's here. He is one of the hardest working men who has never made an excuse. I've never heard him make excuses. He just makes it happen. He, he's a great provider for his family. Would you stand, my friend? Yeah. Yeah. And, and these two next ladies, I can't look over there um, because when I was a wreck and, uh, and in sin and living my life for Marty, um, these two I know prayed for me. And, uh, and I watched my mother play um, the, the piano and the organ at a, at a small Baptist church, and it didn't matter if there was 200 in the room, which they're never worth 200 in the room, but if there was either 100 or 20 or 5, it didn't matter. She was so faithful every Sunday morning, Sunday nights and Wednesday nights. And, and uh, my sister who uh, would, would pray for me and my brother, a full-time job, but, uh, but she would come into my room every Sunday morning, bright and early, after I'd been out till 3 and 4 o'clock in the morning, she'd come in there by 8 o'clock and, and say, it's time to get up and go to church. <laughs> so that was funny. <laughs> uh, but, but she never gave up. Every Sunday, she was faithful, and she was, uh, her, my sister and my mother, these two were very influential in me coming to know the Lord, and so I give honor to my sister and my mother tonight. Would you stand? That's a, that is a beautiful, beautiful mama right there. I don't care who you are. My mama is gorgeous, man. I feel sorry. I feel sorry for all these other goons who have these other mamas I got. Woo! She's something else, man. Love that woman with all my heart. And so, can you, can you go to your Bibles uh, two, two places tonight? And I'll be quick because I know why you came. You didn't come for personality. This revival has nothing to do with celebrity or personality. You came 
for three things, worship, the word, and the water. I know that's why you came, and so I'll do my very best to build a bridge between each one of those and get you to the next step, because that's exactly why you came. Come on, somebody. Thank God this is a nameless and a faceless revival. God is showing up and speaking through children and youth and young adults. And listen, he, he just said, whosoever will come, and he's going to use, use whosoever. And so tonight you get to hear a donkey just get up here and hee-haw, hee-haw. So, so Matthew chapter 2, Matthew chapter 11. We'll go to Matthew chapter 2 first. Very excited to be a part of this great staff here at Christ Fellowship Church. And um, been serving in youth ministry for 18 years. And then in January of this year, because of the demands of the house and the revival, Pastor Todd, Pastor Karen asked that we would come on and be executive pastors. And we kicked and screamed and love our students, love our youth leaders. Matter of fact, if you're a former student, youth Youth leader, would you jump up on your feet real quick? If you've ever been a part of regeneration, all around the back, look around the room. Regen Once a regenerator, always a regenerator, baby. So thank you. Oh, my goodness. Most of them serving in ministry. I had coffee with a, he was on staff at a mega church around here, and I had coffee with him a couple of months ago. He said, I heard you're not a youth pastor anymore. I said, no, no. After 18 years of student ministry, that was easy to tell people what you did. I loved youth, inspired youth, motivated youth, tried to reach youth, reveal the Father heart of God to students, and then release them into the ministry after we restored them through discipleship. So we knew what youth ministry looked like, but then we became executive pastors. This, this gentleman, he said, so, so now what do you do? I said, I, I execute, I guess. <laughs> that didn't sound too spiritual, so I might have to come up with something else. I don't know. But execute didn't sound too proper, so we're honored to serve this great house and love this place. Matthew chapter 2, we'll look there first and hold your spot in Matthew 11 because we'll flip there in just a moment, but Matthew 2 first. I don't know if you can speak on a Sunday night three days before Christmas and not read this passage here. So Matthew 2 verse 1, I'll be reading out of the English Standard Version. Bible says, now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, where is he who has been born the king of the Jews? For we saw his star. Say his star. His star. I know you something when you got your own star. We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled and all Jerusalem with him. And assembling all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. And they told him, in Bethlehem of Judea, for so it is written by the prophet, and you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for from you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod summoned the wise men secretly and ascertained from them what time, say time, what time? Herod summoned these wise men and he, he gathered information as to what time, shout time. He said what time the star had appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem saying, go and search diligently for the child and when you have found him, bring me word that I too may come to worship him. Liar. 
<laughs> Lion dog, we know what you're up to. And after listening to the king, they went on their way, and behold, the star that they had seen when it rose went before them until it came to rest over the place where the child was. And when they saw the star, say the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And going into the house, they saw the child with Mary his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. Then, opening their treasures, they offered him gifts of gold and of frankincense and of myrrh. Gold would have been a gift represent, uh, symbolic of a king, right? Frankincense would have been a gift uh, uh, fit for a priest. They, they would swing incense and, and frankincense when they would go into the, into the, uh, uh, the tabernacle. And then, and then myrrh. Myrrh was a gift that would symbolize the, the prophetic uh, character of, of Jesus, but also myrrh was a sap they used for embalming fluid. How's that for a birthday gift? Hey, Jesus, here's some gold, here's some frankincense because you're going to prophesy, and also some myrrh because you're going to die for your people. Matthew chapter 11, can you flip over there real quick? Matthew 11, verse 28. Matthew eleven twenty eight. 28. It says, come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. How many of you ever heard that? Take, take my yoke upon you, because it's easy and it's light. But I want to read it from the message version. You don't have to turn there. You don't have the message. Can I read it to you from the message version? Matter of fact, can I put it up on the screen as the message version, it says, are you tired? Look at your neighbor and say, are you tired? Been shopping too much. Are you tired? It says, are you tired? Are you worn out? Are you burned out on religion? <laughs> Woo, are you burned out on religion? Jesus says, come to me. Get away with me. And you'll recover your life. I love this version. Are you tired? Are you worn out? Are you burned? This is Jesus. Are you born out, uh, bo burned out on religion? Come to me. Get away with me, and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me. Work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn from the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me, and you'll learn to freely Freely live and lightly. I want to live lightly. I want to live light. I've been heavy for too long, man, carrying bitterness and burdens. I want to be light on my feet. I want to be able to jump. I want to be able to leap. What kind of worship do you walk into? And you got people jumping. You got people shouting. You got people weeping. You got people laying on the and they're not sleeping. They're laying out there on their face. Where can you go and experience something quite like this? If you find it, I'll go with you. I will go with you. I'm hungry for him. Thirsty for him. All I want is him. I want to breathe him in and breathe him out. Some of us, the reason we're, we're so goofed up because we breathe him in and we hold him in. Do that. Go ahead and take a couple of, breathe in and hold it. Hold it. Now don't black out, but hold it. That's 
what most of us do in the church. <gasps> and we swell up like blowfish and then we do nothing for him. Somebody's got to exhale the goodness of God. Somebody's got to breathe the breath of life. Somebody's got to prophesy. Somebody's got to encourage. My God. I want to speak to you tonight from the subject. Rhythm. My God, I heard this, I don't know how many weeks ago, I was in the water over there and I began to baptize somebody, I don't even know who it was, I don't know what week it was, and I heard myself say, God, would you download the heartbeat of heaven into this individual right now? And the next line caught me, I said, God, would you let the rhythm of revival get so on the inside of them that nothing else matters? That word rhythm, become, it became alive on the inside of me. Rhythm. 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 Somebody needs to get in step. Somebody needs to get in sync. Somebody's got to get in a right flow. Um, let me slow down a little bit. <laughs> Hope you got your shopping done. Everybody got your shopping done? Got good news and bad news. The good news is you got three days. The bad news is, you got three days <laughs> to get it done. You think about Christmas, man. You, we, we always think about the shopping. We think about peppermint mocha, and we think about um, <laughs> Mariah Carey's, you know, song that she's got blaring everywhere. <laughs> and we we think about uh, Christmas parties and, and Christmas poems. Y'all y'all remember that poem? Uh, Twas the night before Christmas. Y'all ever really listen to it? It's the dumbest thing. Plus, the night before Christmas, when all through the house, not a creature was stirring. If there's a creature in my house, somebody's getting shot. Something's dying if there's a creature in my house. Plus, the night before Christmas, when all through the house, not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. The stockings were hung by the chimney with care and hopes that old saint, whatever, he's going to be there soon. And the children were nestled all snug in their beds while visions of sugar plums, blah, 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 sugar plums. What are you talking about? Sugar plums. So I was listening to that poem the other day, and I thought, you know what? I'm going to write my own poem. I'm tired of this poem. I'm going to write my own. It's going to be about the revival. You want to hear it? You might want to hear it. Twas three days before Christmas when all through the church, every creature was singing and filled with such thirst. The water started to stir as worship filled the air. Some bowed in honor as Jesus began to meet them there. Many stood in awe and experienced this great move with visions of deliverance and great miracles he would prove. Every tribe, every tongue would be plucked out of the mire after person, after person cried out, Jesus, send the fire. From salvation to restoration, from deliverance to healing, Holy Spirit filled the room from carpet to ceiling. His presence so thick, his power exploding, from one person to the next, just floating and floating and floating and floating and floating and floating and floating. We've moved beyond the norm and into his glory as he takes broken lives and rewrites their story. Week after week, we leave amazed by this whole thing and we refuse to bow to any other because Jesus is King. So with our gaze fixed 
welcome his arrival with honor, with honor, King Jesus. It's 98 weeks of the North Georgia Revival. Week 98, week 98, they said it'll never last. They said it'll be a fad after a month, it'll go. Week 98, and he's not done. And you're watching all the way over in Pakistan, in the Middle East you're watching, in Israel you're watching, in South Korea you're watching, all over the world you're watching because Jesus is here. Somebody, somebody say rhythm. Ah, my goodness, I, I I don't know if you got a, I don't know if you got a Christmas song. What, what what's your favorite Christmas song? Just this, I shouted out. Favorite Christmas song? Noel. That's a good one. Joy to the world. That. What else? <laughs> it just all blended together right there. I don't know. Silent night. Most churches' favorite song. Hallelujah Chorus. Not familiar with that one. Uh, I, need to, I need to get that. Mary, did you know? Mary, did you know? I had no clue she didn't. She's like, I'm pregnant. There it is. But can I share mine with you? Can I share my song, my favorite? Always has been. Little Drummer Boy. Little Drummer Boy. Now, we know it's, a, it's all fiction. We get it. There was no boy with a drum at the... Nativity scene, I know. I know, well, there wasn't three kings either. There wasn't three wise men. There was more than that, right? We take that from the gifts that they brought, three, but the, nowhere in the scripture does it say there were three wise men. And there's a debate of whether it was actually a manger in a, in a stall somewhere because when the wise men got there, the Bible says they walk into the house. So, you know, there's a little bit of, it doesn't matter. We're not getting hung up on all that. So, so Drummer Boy was, it's, it's still mine. I listen to it all the time. And, uh, and I know it's, 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 it's fiction, I get it, but can we just go somewhere tonight? For the four of you who will let me go there, I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk for just a moment about this, this little drummer boy. In the lyrics, the singer describes how, as a poor young boy, he was summoned by these wise men, and that's another astonishing thing by the whole Matthew chapter two is talking about wise men, because y'all know you can't find a wise man today. Women, that's a great place to say amen. So, so this little boy says, I was, I was invited by the, 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 these wise men, and they, they invited me to the nativity scene here, and I show up, and they said, hey, hey, we're all going to bring gifts for the baby, and they start whipping out gold and frankincense and myrrh, and I'm like, I got a drum. <laughs> you know, uh, I didn't know if this was a white elephant, or <laughs> I just brought a drum, you know what I'm saying? Y'all brought all this good stuff. But here's this little boy who brings a drum, and it was written in like, 1940, recorded like a decade later. And, uh, but I love the song. You know, it's a very simple song. Go back and listen to it. It's a very, very simple song. But, but the whole premise of it was, I have nothing for him, but what I do have, I'll present to him. And Mary nodded and told me it was okay. You know another time Mary nodded and said it was okay? When Jesus was there at the, at the wedding feast. And, uh, and uh, they said, hey, um, <clears throat> we're out of wine. We have no wine left. Jesus said, okay, whoops. And Mary said, Jesus, go ahead. He said, no, 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 it's not my time yet. Somebody say time. He said, it's not my rhythm yet. It's not my rhythm. 
talking about time. I, I can't get in sync with that yet. And Mary said, okay, that's cute. Boys, do whatever he tells you to do. Whatever he said, because Mary knew. She said, I carried you in here. I know the rhythm. I know the beat. I know when my heart beats and your heart beats, we're together. And he's done told me, you got to make some more wine. And I know you don't know it's your season or your time or your rhythm, but just, hey, do what he tells you to do. Now, tell him. <laughs> Sometimes somebody's got to force you into something. Sometimes somebody's got to see that gift on the inside of you to, 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 to activate that thing. And so tonight, we've seen something. These men and women have seen something here. And when you step into this altar or step into those waters, something's going to be activated. Because tonight is not about getting, 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 getting. Tonight is about giving something for you. Something that you have, Jesus says, just give it. The whole thing was the wise men said, we come to give to the king. He said, I got nothing to bring you, but what I do have is a little broke bucket called a drum. It's, it's got the, the wise men there, the stable, the hay, everything's there. And here comes this little rider named Christine Davis who goes, I'm going to throw another character into that, little drummer boy. Because it represents all of us, right? I can relate to that. I got nothing to bring to you. As a 23-year-old man, I got nothing to offer you. But I give everything I have, I surrender to you. If you can use this old broke-down bucket of a drum, then beat away, Jesus. I'll let you have it. Isn't that the goal of all this? Play your best for him. Do your best for him. Be your best for him. Live like him. Love like him. Serve like him. That's the whole thing, right? All we got to do is get in rhythm. And people ask all the time, Pastor Marty, what version of the Bible do you read the most? What, 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 do, you, what do you like to, to, to pull from? What's your, what's your quiet time like? It's not quiet at all. It used to be. It's not quiet anymore. I don't have quiet times. I have quiet the time with him. Come on, somebody. And so, and so people ask, when we travel and speak, people say, now, now, what Bible do you use? How much time do you spend in the Word? And they're, they're shocked when I tell them I don't spend four hours a day in the Word. They're shocked. They're shocked. You don't spend four hours. You don't carve out four hours of your day to read the Scripture? No. 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 Uh-uh. Hey, hey, and, and, and when, you, when you pray, like when you pray, do you, go, do you go into the, your, your quiet place at home and do you, you tell the kids and, and shut the TV off and close the door and tell the dog not to bark? And do you go in there for like eight hours and just, you know, rock and pray? No. No, I don't. They're shocked. Listen, that's not my rhythm. I found my rhythm. I found my rhythm may be like Wigglesworth. I've never prayed more than 30 minutes. Smith Wigglesworth said, I never prayed more than 30 minutes. But he also said, I never go 30 minutes without praying. So you got to figure out your rhythm. And, and, I, and I tell people, I, I will answer these questions. You know, the, the, here's, here's what I tell them. The best version of the Bible is the one you're currently reading. Keep reading that one. You pick up another one and it's good, keep on that one. Whatever version you're reading, that's the best one for you. Just keep reading. you got to find your rhythm. So I tell people, you're trying to find somebody else's rhythm. Don't do what I do. Do what he's told you to do. Don't wait and fast when, I, when I'm fasting. Don't wait to fast when I fast because that's my rhythm. That ain't your rhythm. Stop riding on somebody else's coattail. Uh, I feel like most people want to know what we're doing and what pastors and teachers and preachers are doing. I feel like they're wanting to know what they're doing because we live in such a digitally stimulated society. We don't rely much on personal, intimate, spiritual disciplines anymore. We just want what you got. 
You just lay your hand on this head and I'll be fine. I don't have to get away with him, okay? Okay, all right. Then you'll be powerless and defeated most of your life and be frustrated and mad and question everybody else and blame everybody else and God, but the Lord says, you get, Jesus said, you come to me. You connect with me. You get away with me. You spend time with me. You get in rhythm with me. You get in sync with me. You get in step to what I'm doing. Then when you get in step with me, you'll do what I did and see what I see. Mm. My Lord. My Lord. I think most times we just, we just get stuck on YouTube videos and Christian TV and all the podcasts that we can listen to and all the Christian books. And all those things are great. They're great tools. But they should not replace your time alone with him. Some points, you got to get into that dark place and fall on your face, honey, maybe not your back so much, but your face, and just say, Jesus, I need you. Well, Christian, we're singing that song, how I love you. Jesus, I love you. And the Lord spoke to me and said, Marty, how many times in Scripture did somebody tell me they love me? Think about that. How many times in the Scripture did somebody tell Jesus, I love you? I think of one. Do you? Who was he? And Jesus said, you know why he said that? Because I had to ask him. So all the miracles was there to raise the dead. We saw all of it. But no, who said, Jesus, I love you? I had to ask him. He said, Marty, why do I have to ask you? I just began to say, Jesus, I love you. I'm nothing without you. I just hide behind all this other stuff, but I'm just broken without you, Lord. I need you. I am fully relying on you. I want to get in rhythm with you, Lord. Come on, somebody. I just want to get in rhythm. I just want to get in rhythm. Uh, I was looking at the, the verses there about um, um, the star, how they were led by the, the star. The, the star would speak to them. How many of you, you saw where they were led by his star? His star. Watch this. Genesis. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, but darkness was over the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering in rhythm, waiting in tempo, waiting to do its thing. Holy Spirit was just waiting, saying, hey, I'm in cooperation with you. I am in sync with you. I will not move until you say something. I will not move until you give me the command. I'm just hovering in rhythm, just, uh, uh, just waiting, just waiting. But in the beginning was the Word. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering in rhythm over the face of the waters. Holy Spirit in cooperation. And God said, let there be light, and there was light. God said, let there be light, and there was light. God didn't just create light. He said light. He just said it. He just spoke it and it came into existence. He didn't have to lift a finger. He just spoke. His breath, light came. At 186,000 miles a second, light came forth. You're impressed by that, I can tell. (laughs) I'm gonna gonna dig something here in just a moment. We're gonna get in the water, is that okay? Okay. Listen to Psalm 148. I gotta show us something. Psalm 148 says this. You don't have to turn there. Psalm 48, verse one. Praise the Lord from the heavens. Praise him in the heights. 
Praise him, all his angels. Praise him, sun and moon. Praise him, all you shining stars. Praise him, you highest heavens and you waters above the heavens. Praise the Lord from the earth, you great sea creatures in all the deeps. Pr praise the Lord from the earth, you great sea creatures in the deep. said, you spoke us into existence, and we'll just get into the, the ebb and flow of the water in rhythm. Then he said, all you sea creatures get in rhythm. All you sea creatures worship. All you sea creatures get in rhythm. Worshiping from waters. In rhythm, inhale, exhale, get baptized, float on your back. <laughs> Week number 42, there. That must have been the night Christian and him sang, it is well. <laughs> the word of God says, all you shining stars, all you shining stars, Stars were made to not only shine, but to sing. Twinkle, twinkle, little star, how I wonder. We know what you are. You're bright, you're splendid, and God spoke you into existence. His very voice created you and gave you life so that you could get in rhythm. <laughs> Matthew 2 said, we saw his star, not a star, not any old star, we saw his star, and we've come to worship. I believe from Psalm 148.3, praise him sun and moon, praise him all you shining stars. I believe it's safe to say this star, his star had prepared itself to be in perfect rhythm with all of creation here in Matthew 2 to have these wise men follow the rhythm of this star so that it could point right above the Christ child. I believe it with all my heart. It was in rhythm. I believe that star was playing its very best for the king on its drum by preparing the way for the magi. I believe it with all my heart. Bible says in Isaiah 40, 26, look up into the heavens who created all these stars, but he brings them out like an army one after another. Listen to that, like an army one after another in step, in sync, in rhythm, in cadence. These stars just come out marching in order. Hundreds of billions of stars, hundreds of billions of galaxies, they just come out in, in like an army in cadence, in step, in rhythm. We'll talk about a couple of those stars. Is that okay? And then we're gonna baptize. Can I just talk about a couple of those stars? This one is called the Whirlpool Galaxy or the Whirlwind Galaxy. Can we take a look at this one real quick? This is a galaxy up there. Look at this thing. This thing is magnificent. It's known as M51A, an interacting spiral galaxy way out there in the universe. It's the first galaxy to be classified as a spiral galaxy. Watch this. Its distance is estimated to be 23 million light years away from planet Earth. 20, 23 million light years away and contains over 300 billion stars. 
Whirlpool, whirlwind galaxy, 23 million light years away, one light year is the distance that, that light travels in a year, obviously. Watch this. If it travels at 186,000 something miles per second, and that's about six trillion miles in one year, to get to Whirlpool Galaxy, you would have to travel 186,000 miles an hour for 23 million years to get there. And we think we need to counsel God and talk to God and try to talk him out of things. We debate with God. He said, I put this thing so far out there, it would take you 23 million years just to get to it. But nonetheless, it's out there, and it's in rhythm. It's in rhythm. The Hubble Space Probe is the one that gives us footage like this, and it travels about 400 miles above the Earth, and it just circulates out there, and it gets all these different views and these shots, but that, that whirlpool whirlwind galaxy is beautiful and splendid in and of itself, but can I show you what they found at the very center of it? So they found something at the very center. This is what they found. NASA reported this. This is off their website. This is what we found in the black hole of the whirlwind galaxy, the very center of that galaxy that is 23 million years from me and you here in Dawsonville, Georgia, and this is what we found in the center of that galaxy. I don't know what it looks like to you. Maybe I'm presumptuous here, but I, mean, I thought I saw something. I don't, I don't. That's God's imprint on all creation, folks. That is God saying I'm at the center of everything. I spoke it into the existence. Let's talk about this star real quick. We gotta hurry. This star, this star. We've known this star. This star is like on our galaxy. This is the Milky Way galaxy. We have one star that we look at. We can see it. Comes up every morning. There you go. 10,000 degrees on its surface. If the earth got any closer, or the sun got any closer, or if the sun got further away or the earth got farther away, it would be devastation for all of us. We would either burn slap up or freeze to death, like my house. But because it understands rhythm, the sun says, you told me to stay here and do this, I'm gonna stay here. And the earth said, you told me to come over here and do this, I'm gonna stay over here and do this. Why? Because I understand rhythm. I understand getting in sync with what you want me to do. I understand you created me to be in rhythm, in sync, in step, and I will not get out of it. I will not break rhythm. The sun is one million times bigger than the earth. If the earth were a Christmas ornament, you could put a million of those inside. Whoo! This is Vela Pulsar. 
Bella Pulsar, 1,000 light years away, a highly magnetized neutron star. You should have some volume with that. Highly magnetized neutron star. I don't know what that means either. So. It exploded into a supernova, but then collapsed back in on itself. And now as a pulsar, Bella Pulsar oscillates 11 times a second. 12 miles in diameter and it spins 11 times a second and according to NASA and the radio frequency tools this is what they hear somebody's in rhythm the Vela Pulsar is in rhythm that's the Vela Pulsar I believe they got into alignment with something. Look at this. Did y'all catch it? Did y'all catch the Vela Pulsar? I don't know if it looks like anything to you, but it looks like something. If you turn your head about two o'clock and the brightness is up a little bit, but if you turn your head, I can just, oh, that's way too bright, but there he is. I see two eyes and no, I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm stretching it. Or maybe I'm in, in line with something here that Hillsong figured out. God of creation, there at the start, before the beginning of time, with no point of reference, you spoke to the dark and fleshed out the wonder of light. And as you speak, a hundred billion, billion galaxies are born. In the vapor of your breath, the planets form. If the stars were made to worship, so will I. If Bella Pulsar can do its thing, so will I. If the sun can spin and do its thing and emit heat and all that, I can too. I just got to get in rhythm. Maybe the loudest preacher you ever heard here. I just scream too much. I know I shout too much. I don't know what's wrong with me. I get excited. Woo! I got to hurry. I got to hurry. I got to hurry. You got water waiting. Water's waiting. That's the message right there. Water's waiting. Matthew 11, he said, are you tired? Are you worn out? Are you burned out with religion? Come to me. Come away with me. You'll recover your life. You know when scientists took the human body and broke it down and they took cells out? I don't know if you've heard about this thing, but they found something at the very core of every single human being to walk planet Earth. Every living thing, they can trace it back to this one cell that holds every fiber of your being together. This is what they found. Now, I don't know if you could look at the dark spots, and I don't know if that's blown up too much, Daniel, but I see something. Again, if you turn your head about 2 o'clock, I see something in the form of, y'all see that? Maybe it's just me. Maybe it's a stretch. I don't know. But I believe Jesus is at the center. I believe what I believe happened is in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And the earth was without form and void and darkness covered the deep. But God said, and when he spoke it, something went on the inside of that galaxy, something went on the inside of me and you, something went deep on the inside of us. And it's a form of a cross. And Jesus said, I am in the middle. As he hung on Calvary, he said, I'm in the middle. Everything he ever did, he was right in the middle. Controversy came, he's right in the middle. When he was busting up old religious devils, he jumped right into the middle of them. Wasn't afraid of anything, this Jesus. 
But listen to this, at some point, at some point, all those disciples that walked with Jesus, all those disciples who got in sync and in step, and Jesus said, follow me, all those disciples who got in step with him at some point broke rhythm. Peter broke rhythm. I don't know who he is. Get away from me, I don't know him. Get away from me. Three times, right, denied him. Judas broke rhythm. Do you know John was one of the only ones at the, at the cross that day you could find old John. John was right there. Rest of them, they just broke rhythm. Jesus is like, I was there for you. I was there with you. Where are you now? At some point, they broke rhythm. John chapter 66, you gotta, uh, John chapter six, verse 66, you gotta hear this. You don't have to turn there. The Bible says in John 6, 66, from that time on, many of his disciples went back and walked with him no more. John, 66, chapter 6, 66. John 6, 66. Is it just me again? <laughs> Anybody pick up on anything? John 6, 66. From that time on, many disciples broke rhythm and went back and walked with him no more. Much like somebody else who broke rhythm. Much like somebody else, like Revelation 13, 18. Let the person who has insight calculate the number of the beast. That number is 666. John 6, 66. They walked with him. They broke rhythm. Ezekiel 28, and say to him, thus says the Lord God, you are the seal of perfection. He's talking to Satan, Lucifer. You are the seal of perfection, full of wisdom and perfect in beauty. You were in Eden, the garden of God. God is saying, Satan, you were there with me. You were the seal of my perfection. You were full of wisdom and perfectly beautiful. You walked with me, you knew me and I knew you and you were in rhythm. Goes on to say, every precious stone was your covering. The sardius, the topaz, the diamond, the barrel, the onyx, the jasper, sapphire, turquoise, emerald with gold, the workmanship of your timbrels and pipes was prepared for you on the day you were created. I created you for wisdom. I created you for knowledge. And I created you in rhythm. You were perfect in all your ways from the day you were created till iniquity was found in you. By the abundance of your trading, you became filled with violence within, and you sinned. Therefore, I cast you out as a profane thing out of the mountain of God, and I destroyed you. O covering cherub, from the midst of the fiery stones, your heart was lifted up against me because of your beauty. You corrupted your wisdom for the sake of your splendor, and I cast you to the ground because you broke rhythm. Isaiah 14 said it this way. How you are fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning. How you are cut down to the ground, you who weaken the nations. For you have said in your heart, I will ascend into the heavens. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will also sit on the mount of the congregation on the farthest sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. My friend, you broke rhythm. Jesus said it this way, Luke 10, 
I saw Satan fall like lightning because he broke the rhythm. He was in tune with God, in step with God, in sync with the Father. He was created to worship in perfect rhythm, but he broke it. He broke rhythm. I've got to close with this. Let me close with this. Let me close with this. I've got to hurry. Matthew 2. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star. We saw his star. In rhythm, we saw his star. And it was guiding us. It was leading us. And we've come to worship him. When they saw his star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And then they opened their treasures and they offered him gifts of gold and frankincense and of myrrh. I want to go back where I started, and that was with the drummer boy. I, I know it's, it's not biblical. I know it's, it's a little far-fetched, but man, what if? Just, just what if that nativity scene that, that day? What if the three <laughs> wise men, what if those guys and the donkey and the camel and, and, the, and the lamb and the ox and what if all those were there, and what if all of a sudden, I know, I know, I know, but just go there. What if a little boy showed up with the drum that day? What if, what if this old boy showed up with, with his little old bucket, just an old dumb bucket? He was invited by the wise men, right? He was invited to come, and, and I can imagine that boy gets there, and, and he, he's like, I have no idea why I'm here, I'm, I'm way too young for these guys standing here, and, uh, and, and I don't know who that man and that woman are right there, but they kinda look a little nervous, and she's, wow, she's big, you know, she, 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 she's like something I heard about, this Mary lady, she's supposed to be famous, I'm like, I should get her autograph maybe, but then there's this baby. And he looks normal, and why am I invited here? And what if that little boy showed up and it was his turn to present his gift. And he just got there and he said, uh, uh, Jesus, baby Jesus, um, <laughs> I'm not much older than you. I mean, I'm like eight, nine, but uh, I have no idea why I'm here right now. These men invited me and I think it was a setup to humiliate me even more because they have pretty sick gifts like gold and frankincense and myrrh. And I have, well, I have a bucket and a drum. And it's, it's, it's not much. And I, I don't even feel like it's fit for you. Um, but I present it to you. It's all I have, you know. I think I was invited here because, um, because this is all I have. And when I was little, my dad left, you know, when, when I was learning how to walk. My mom told me that when I was learning how to walk, he walked out. And um, 
So I didn't have anybody there to, you know, take me fishing and, and teach me how to throw the net and stuff. And so me and mom just hang out. And then, um, then mom got sad a lot. And, and uh, mom got abusive. And, uh, and mom, you know, started taking it out on me. And so, uh, so Jesus, you know, I, I kind of left kind of left when I was a little boy, I, I didn't even know where I was going to go, but I just grabbed the closest thing to me that brought me comfort, you know, and it was my bucket. So I remember after she would, you know, like hit me and beat on me and stuff, and uh, I understand she was sad, you know, my dad left me and her. And um, so after she would, you know, take it out on me and then go cry, I would just go to, you know, my spot and uh, I just, you know, play a little something on my drum because that's all I had you know and then when I left and I ran out and I ran away I just I took the only thing I had that was near to me and dear to me and so um, I don't have money I don't have a dad, I don't have a mom um, this thing, my bucket, you know, it's broken but it's all I got and so uh, I feel so alone right now, man, even near in this stable it's what does that smell, Jesus? Oh my God. But uh, but anyway, you know, you asked me to bring it, so uh, so I did. And if you want me to to play my best, then I guess you know, here's my best.
He said, He said, your money does not impress me. Your clothing does not impress me. Most of us hide behind this facade anyway. But deep down on the inside, we're just a bunch of broke down people with broken buckets, broken lives, broken relationships, broken rhythm. And the King of glory says on this Christmas, 2019, I'm calling for all drummers. I'm looking for drummer boys and drummer girls, drummer men and drummer women. I'm looking for somebody to bring their best to me. I didn't ask you for much, but I just ask you to get in rhythm. The King says, bring your very best. It's gonna look like a broken bucket to somebody else. But my God, when the symphony of heaven joins in with you, you say, King Jesus, I have nothing to offer but this life. 49-year-old boy, college dropout, fear of public speaking, wrapped up, tangled up, tied up in sin the first 23 years of my life, wickedness and addictions in my life. December 5th of 1993, I said, I don't feel like I have anything to give to you. But what I do have, take my bucket. I'll bang on it till the day you call me home. In this room tonight, there are men and women, boys and girls. This was you. I got nothing to give him. Single moms in the room, I got nothing to give them. I can't even pay my bills. My bucket's full of bills. My bucket's full of burdens. My bucket's full of brokenness. My bucket is full of bad relationships. My bucket's full of dads who walked out. My dad, my dad, my dad left. My mom left. Okay, join the symphony. We've all got buckets. But I was addicted for 22 years of, you know, meth addiction and heroin addiction and God can't use me. Sure, that's why he came, to pull you back into rhythm. But watch this, watch this, Matthew, Matthew, put it back up on the screen. Matthew, chapter 11, are you tired? Are you worn out? Are you tired of doing it your own stinking way? If it's not working, let's change something. He says, are you worn out? Are you burned out on religion? Come to me. It's an invitation. Come to me. He said, I'm not going to come after you. You come after me. I'm not going to force anything on you because it's unforced rhythm. It's an unforced rhythm. Well, God, if you're alive, you'll come and you'll make me do this. No, he won't. He says, it's an invitation. It's a rhythm. I invite you, you invite me. It's a, it's a rhythm. It's inhale, exhale, inhale, exhale. It's I invite, you invite. The invitation is this. All you who labor and are heavy laden, all you who are tired, worn out, burned out on religion, come to me, get away with me. You'll recover your life. I promise you that. I'll show you how to take real rest. Walk with me. Work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced, unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. You don't have to preach and prophesy. You don't have to 
travel the world as a missionary. Just get in your rhythm. Yeah, he might want you to do that, but you don't have to look at other people and do their thing. He said, I want you to do your thing. I won't put something on you that's ill-fitting. It'll fit you. Those drumsticks will fit your hand. You start at the front door of the church just beating and greeting people as they come in. Not beating people, but beating the drum. That's you beating the drum. Some of you need to beat the drum in the nursery. Come away with me. Won't put anything on you. Heavy, ill-fitting. Keep company with me and you'll learn how to live freely. You're in this room and you're bound to drugs. It's still in your blood right now. It's in your system. It's been snowing everybody. Got everybody fooled. You don't have God fooled. Jesus is not fooled at all. He said, I love you right there in your addiction. I love you just the way you are, but I refuse to leave you that way. Some of you are in addiction. You need to be set free tonight. It's an invitation. It's an unforced rhythm. Come to me, Jesus said, come. Heads up, eyes open, and everybody looking around. You're in this place, standing all over the room, if you'd stand. We're about to open up this altar for prayer and this, this uh, time of baptism. But if you're in this place, heads up, eyes open, and everybody looking around. Those watching by ISN, those watching Facebook Live, this could be the greatest Christmas you've ever had. Not by gifts and what you, can, what you can get in your life, but what you can give the king. He's not looking for gold and frankincense and myrrh. He's looking. He smiled at the gift of my best. My best is my life and your life. You're in this room and you're away from God. You're, you're not saved. Jesus said, all have sinned. Everybody. All have sinned come short of his glory the wages of sin is death but the gift he gives back to you the gift of God is Jesus Christ you're in this room heads up eyes open and everybody please be looking around you say I'm away from God I don't know Jesus I need him in my life not gonna count to three we're gonna say come now I need to I need to be saved come. I need to give my life to Jesus I need to surrender all. I have a head knowledge, but I, I don't have him in here. I need him in here. Who are you? Come. Whosoever will, let him come. It's a laid down life. Anybody in the building? Jesus, I need you. Save me. Set me free. I'm living my life for me. But I'll choose you today. Those who are away from God, how do you know I'm away from God? Are you tired? Are you burned out on religion? You're away from God, come. Let us pray for you. Let us minister to you. Come. I need Jesus. I need Jesus. I need Jesus in my life. I want to play my best for him. I want to beat my drum for him. I'm going to give him my best. Some of you have been called into the ministry and you've ran and you've ran and you're and tonight is the night you get to bring your gift. Some of you have been called into the full-time ministry and you've not told anybody. Or if you have, you haven't surrendered to it. Come. Where are you? Tonight's your night. Tonight's the gift you bring. Come. Full-time ministry. Full-time ministry. Come on. Come on. Come on. This is your evening. This is your night. This is my best. This is my drum. I'm beating my bucket for him. <laughs> this is my very best. There's a young person in the room, a young man. You're struggling with your call. You know, Jesus is he's pounding your heart right now. 
I feel like I need to be doing more for Jesus. I feel like I'm supposed to be serving him in some capacity. I feel like he wants to do something with my life. Young man, where are you? Step out. We're going to pray for you. All to Jesus, I surrender. Where are you, young man? Come on. Come on, young man, where are you? Yep. Come on, young man. Come on, young man. Come on, young man. I surrender. I bring my gift to you. Come. Come, I bring my gift. All of our altar workers, if we could begin to pray and minister to these, we'll prepare to baptize in just a moment. I'll invite Pastor Todd up and we can make the line, but we need to pray for some of these. This is your very best you're bringing to him. Any altar workers in the house, just come and get behind them, lay hands on them, begin to pray over them. God's gonna move in such a beautiful way in some lives tonight when you get in that water. Healing is here for you. Miracles are here. Signs and wonders are here. From Jesus, he wants to give you a gift. Wants to give you a gift. Wants to give you a gift. As you give him yours. It's the great exchange, it's rhythm. Unforced rhythm. I choose. I choose this day. All over the room, can we pray right before we transition to water baptisms? Throw your hands in the air. Three days before our celebration of the birth of his coming. Jesus, we honor you with our lives. We surrender to you, King Jesus. We bring our very best. It may not be much to us, but it's everything to you. Lord, take my life. I lay it down for your glory, for your glory, for your glory. Yeah. Yeah, what a beautiful thing. What a beautiful thing. What a beautiful thing. What a beautiful thing. We pray for these down here. We invite Pastor Todd to come and give instructions on water baptisms. He's going to meet you in the water. Come on, let's honor what the Lord is doing here at this altar. Let's sing this song with Christian. And I surrender all. Just a moment, we're going to open up the baptismal waters. it to the Lord. You know, tonight has been so special in so many ways 
told our team in the green room before we came out and we shared communion that there was an unusual presence of the Lord here tonight and there will be an incredible demand placed on the Lord. Faith is high. Faith is high. There will be miracles in the water tonight. There'll be breakthroughs. People will be set free. Marriages will be restored, sal salvaged. Children will come home to the Father. What a what no better way than to enter those waters tonight and be cleansed, have an encounter with the Lord. So when I count to three, if you're here to be baptized and would like to be baptized, even those of you that are here at the altar right now, to my right and to your left is how we're going to organize. There could be 40 of you, 50 of you, 100 to 200 of you. We don't know tonight, but we're going to baptize until the last person gets baptized. Our teams are more than ready to be here to after midnight, minister to you and to give you the very best. So if you're ready to be baptized, would like to be baptized, you and your entire family, would you come to my right, to your left, make your way right here to my right, to your left, over here, to where Vince, raise your hand, Vince, right here, if you'll come up the platform right here. Come on, let's give these incredible people a round of applause, of encouragement. Come on, if you're here, you've come a long way. We're gonna make room for you. Just give us a few moments. People are still kneeling at the altar. Just keep coming, keep coming, keep coming, keep coming. Oh, this is beautiful. Come on, let them know one more time you appreciate them. This huge, beautiful, big step. We're going to baptize every single person that would like to be baptized tonight. We're going to be in absolutely no hurry. Pastor Marty and our teams are getting ready. The Freedom Tabernacle team will be into my pool to the right. Pastor Marty and the team will be to the left. We are thrilled what God's going to do and what he's going to accomplish. Hallelujah. Let's sing it again, Christian. to thee. 